things like having oxygen taken away when you've relied on it for so long. For so long. And you've just instantly got to believe that they don't need it and that's really hard. Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum life struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premier Boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premier and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premier twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief, and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us just show you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations. Ask those questions that may be playing on your mind. And above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Welcome back to another episode of Roar the Podcast. I'm Grecian. And I'm Amy. We are back for part two of the Raw Real Talk episode. Today we're going to be talking about a few different things, but mostly delving into medical anxiety we're going to share some medical mum fails and just have a little chat about some of the feedback we got from the last episode um so yeah how has your week been Gretchen you've had a lot going on give us give it to us busy Mm. yes again with Riley's stuff the other girls are perfectly fine like I feel like I never update on the other girls Um, But Riley had, we had her NDIS change of circumstance meeting on Monday, just gone. I think it went well. It's so hard to know, um, Mm. obviously. Um, But we put forward what we needed to and just cross our fingers that we can get it as much as possible. Yeah. Um, You were so prepared. You'd done so much work. So yeah. Yeah. I think you must feel like the weight's kind of lifted to having that done. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But now the weight though, the weight is shit as well at the same Mm -hmm. time. Um, But it's always hard doing those meetings. Like that was, that's only my second NDIS meeting 
like from the first one then to a change of circumstance. So I'm no pro at all, but it's always hard. Well, it was, we found it really hard to hear the goals and how we were going to achieve them and like from nine months ago to now mm. and to see that some things she's actually regressed in um, yeah. and we had to add and change and there was only a couple of things that were positive because obviously you talk about the worst case scenario on Riley's worst day with NDIS to be able to get the most funding um, to see that how much progress not here's my English hang on lack of progress I gotta think of my words cut this all out yeah no. there we go we, we, we keep Grecian's English in the podcast no, we don't cut it out. no. <laughs> she literally just made up a new a new word I like my new word twingle in her nose I have a twingle in my nose I have hay fever right now and yeah I, like, I have a twingle, twingle in my nose <laughs> yes anyway I gotta I gotta wipe my twingle <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. You're not keeping any of this in. <laughs> um, um, to see that lack of progress in the last nine months, like it's only been nine months, but you would, when you set goals like that, you kind of expect some things to progress and some things mm. have physically, like Riley can now jump um, finally at almost almost five years old. She can finally take two feet off the ground. Not every time, yeah. but she can. But then other things she's really regressed in and the gap, seeing the gap get bigger between her and her peers it's really hard is quite it was it's confronting especially because we have like Hannah to directly compare to and then Macy like I've said before that gap's just getting bigger and this just Mm. confirmed it so it's obviously a lot to take in um but all positive if we can get what we've asked for yeah has she been having regular OT and stuff and speech and stuff now or are we still waiting no no we're still waiting so well, that's, that's probably obviously hasn't helped either yeah, and yeah. then the sickness hasn't helped like there's been a lot of shit that's gone on in between so yeah. no it hasn't helped physio is the only one that she's been consistent besides sickness mm-hmm. um hence why there's been progressions there yeah we do have a speechy and an ot but their capacity yeah. is just non-existent so we've had all of the assessments and we've had a couple of sessions during school holidays but yeah that's all that they can fit in at the moment and that's that's just what it is so um Tuesday she had a CT scan and I honestly thought she was going to be like I thought no there's no way she's fucking going to sit in that big machine Mm. and stay still and breathe like they wanted to her to but she blew me away she literally held my hand we did the breaths. Um, she Yay, had Clover right. with her. So Clover yeah. went through the little yeah. CT <laughs> machine as well. And she oh. actually did all the breaths. And it took, they said allow 45 minutes. It took less than 10 minutes. Amazing. What a I was star. Like, Is that it? So, yeah, she blew me away with Proud that. Yeah. Because honestly, I thought, yeah, I thought she's going to have to get it done under GA. Like there's no way she's going to stay still. Yeah. But, no, she had that. So we'll just wait. We heard from our Connect Care um, referral today as well so connect care over here like oversees every everything and helps you make sure that all the teams are communicating with each other or if we can't get in touch with them that's when they will jump in and make sure so they're kind of like the communication from us to them yeah. and then from connect care to therapists and the teams so heard from them we'll be having a video conference on monday 
um, just to get to know Riley. So that's really good. It's such a good service. I've never, I've never yeah. heard of anything like that. I don't think there's anything like that in Adelaide. If there is, women's and children's, someone hook me up because that is one of the biggest burdens is trying to freaking coordinate yeah. all of yeah. the teams to actually Everything. talk to each other. And then yeah, they who, do we con- who do I contact <laughs> if I need to speak to one of them? Like it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's really. I'm hoping it really helps. Yeah. Um. And then I suppose the biggest win is we got our surgery moved. Yeah. Well, people don't know that when it was booked to start with. So. Tell no. Us. Yeah, true. Tell us. <laughs> so I feel like I'm just going to take up the whole intro. Um. So originally we had a holiday booked for the mid to end of October for two weeks. October. Oh my god, I'm like behind the times. I need a fucking holiday now. Um. November. Yes. So two weeks in November, we've accidentally found out the date of the surgery via an email and it was smack bang in the middle of our holiday. Of course. So we were going to have to cancel it. How dare you go and have some time away and enjoy yourself. Exactly. But. No, I'm not allowed to. But it got changed. I made sure it got changed. They were really, actually really good about it. Um, Heaps of people were like, no, they won't change it. It's a public system. Mm. They're not going to care. Um, but they actually did move it to the 12th of December. So it's after we get back, which is really good. So we can enjoy our holiday, pray she doesn't get sick over the holiday mm. and get all the surgery done after. Yeah. So it's like a weight. Weight has been lifted a bit there. So yeah. we can go spend all of our non-existent money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is nice for you to have a win. Sort of a win. Yeah. Well, it is a little win amongst no, everything win. you're going through. Same with um, yeah. the CT you know, yeah. that was a win as well. So I think you've oh, got to really time. celebrate these little wins when you're drowning yep. in all of this stuff. So. Yep, exactly. Yep. Well done. Thanks. Now, what's been happening with you? Um, I firstly need to update everyone that the poo situation has, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no. We've just gone back to where we were before. Oh, mm. So I don't know what no, that was about. Jack. I was sure that that, yeah, I was sure that Because it happened that that a couple be, of times. Yeah. Yep. And he seemed so proud and excited by it. I don't but know. But then what happened? I don't know. I honestly don't know. He just started doing what he was doing before and jumping around and holding it in. And I sort of said, okay, do you need a nappy? And he's like, yeah, nappy. So it just happened. Aww. He was either, yep. Yep. he was going to explode in his pants or I put a nappy yeah. in. So yeah. Nappy just, is better than him exploding because yeah. then it would go backwards even more. Yeah. Just what will be will be I can't what can you do yep. so today was the first time in like ugh, three weeks that he's I've been able to send him to my mum's because he's been so sick and the surgery yep. and everything um but I've had properly apart from him that I've had some time to me so that was a real to yourself yes. yeah it was a real real win for me this week love him love him to bits but I really appreciate it did you today. take yourself out for lunch I did I did I took myself out good for lunch girl. I sat with my laptop and for a good I reckon nearly two hours before I had to pick oh, up James from school. Yeah, so that was nice. Um, oh, what else? We've had I've had a shit week to be honest. James was off school all week. He had pneumonia, a oh, chest infection, which is his yep. second in like a few months. So he's been coughing up a lung. Yep. Both the boys have been sick. We didn't leave the house for. I don't even want to know how many days. It was a few days in a row. <laughs> the weather's it? been shit here in Adelaide. I just felt really touched out and mm-hmm. you know how it feels when you don't leave the house and you've got no motivation yep. to do anything and 
you've got both the kids who want you and need you all the time and just feeling a bit blur. Uh-huh. So today was very much needed. It was. And like it was, of course, on the back end of not having any time to myself for quite a long time. And I've been working a bit more. So it was all just, yeah, very, very much needed. But um, Jack, otherwise we're still just sort of dealing with Haley and getting all of his reports and stuff from his specialists and therapists for his his NDIS sort of change of circumstances or review. Yep. As you were saying with the whole, um, they put the worst case forward in those letters and reports. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I got the old emails from one of his specialists saying, just warning you that yep. – you're going to receive his progress report and it's going to have some str- pretty strong words and I just want you to know that I don't like doing it but we have to but do it. It's the game we play. Yep. Yeah. And I kind of just went, oh, I can't wait to read that. <laughs> like it's one of my followers actually said, oh, don't read it. Just put yeah. it aside, file it away. You know, you don't need to read it. But we were like, you kind of, I don't know how she does that. <sighs> I don't that. know how I, she does that. I have to. As much as I don't want to read it or you hear it, you, I feel like I need to. Just to see where they, I guess, think he's sitting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why. No, I have to it's read just it. It's a big slap yeah. in the face. Yeah. Even though it is a slap in the face, yeah. I read it over and over and over again and I don't know why I do it to myself because, like we said, like you're just you're living it, you know it, but why do I keep reading it? Because it feels more real, yeah. like official when it's on paper. I guess like I was saying that when you're in the therapies, they don't tell you everything. All of it, and they put a very positive spin on it, which is great, and that's what we need, especially when we're doing it so frequently. But um, I think for me, just to make put words to what we're almost a why we're doing yeah. it, like why we need to continue this. Okay, this is real, and he does have this stuff, and this is why we've got all of these therapies and this support, mm-hmm. and it's like a bit of a kick in the backside to keep muddling through it all, I guess. I don't know, but anyway. And then the only other thing that's happened with Jack is he had a psych, his first psych appointment. So I think, I, I don't know if I talked about here, but we got after his big recent admission, um, he went really backwards with his independence and backwards in everything, really sleep, toileting, behaviour. I think we mentioned it in Kristen's episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and he was also showing some signs of anxiety, so things like, grinding his teeth and scratching at his nails all of that has definitely settled down so yeah, it's definitely a period, a period after, after hospital that. admissions that yep. yeah um but we can definitely now link it to medical trauma mm-hmm. so I just want to get some support for him like long term yeah things we can do so we had our first appointment it was very much just nutting out she just was wanted to hear our story get a bit of background on everything really our family Jack's temperament what he likes what he doesn't like a bit of it, all of his history so didn't delve into much yet, but she's lovely and hopefully we get some strategies to help him yep, in the future. Yeah, that would be so good. So I'll keep you updated with that too. Yeah. All right, so there we go. We've just talked for a whole episode on <laughs> life update. <laughs> yeah, that's normal, <laughs> isn't it? Every As week. Usual. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are still with yeah, us. I feel like saying, like, <laughs> nod your head, or blink twice if you're still with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put your hand up if you're still here. Yeah. 
if you are still here, we would absolutely love you to vote for us on the Lister's Choice Australian Podcast Awards. We have shared it on our stories on Instagram, um, yes. on socials. We're being brave. Yes. So please putting ourselves please out there. Vote, vote for us. Um, so you can go to www.australianpodcastawards.com forward slash vote um, or via the link in our Instagram bio. Um, but one thing to remember is to make sure you confirm it with your email. So the vote will not count mm-hmm. unless you click confirm in your emails and we yes. will love you forever. Yeah. We've actually, we we did nominate ourselves. We're those people. That's fine. It is fine. I think, I think so there's a category that talks about new podcasts that have a niche audience with like a smaller following so I thought when I read that I was like well that's us in a nutshell that's us. what have we got to lose exactly nothing yeah absolutely nothing no nah. and the winners of those categories are decided by judges who have a lot of listening to do um but this mm-hmm. yeah this one that you guys can vote for is the listener's choice and I was like well if anything we have a very loyal following Yes. So if you guys could do that for us, it would mean so much to us. Grecians did a little love heart in the screen and I love that because no one can see it. No one can see it, yeah. But I did. All right, let's get into it. We wanted to start by talking about something that was brought up after our last episode, which we talked about toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. So one of our listeners posted, and I'm just going to read it word for word because it's important and it's easier just to share what she said. Yep. So she said, fantastic episode, ladies. I am getting addicted. Of course, I had to throw that. Thank you. Needed Thank to hear you. That. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for stroking out ego. Yes. Um, so toxic positivity is something that grinds my gears in all areas of life. But funnily enough, I can't relate too much when it comes to the NICU experience. I was fortunate enough not to receive much toxic positivity from my loved ones, just the odd comment here and there. To be quite honest, I could relate more to the part where... They spoke about how you eventually start gaslighting yourself by questioning if you should be more positive. When my son was in the NICU, I found it so hard to speak truthfully about how he was doing and how I was feeling. I would jump onto the toxic positivity myself saying things like, oh, but he's doing amazing, smashing goals, and we're just so glad and grateful that he's alive. Partly because I couldn't handle saying out loud how bad things actually were and partly because I wanted to jump the gun and get in some toxic positivity before anyone else could. Mm. I was completely downplaying my own experience because I couldn't face reality. I didn't want to make anyone uncomfortable or worried and I didn't want anyone to think I was being dramatic or ungrateful. I really just didn't want to be a bother. In hindsight, I wish I could have been more honest and vulnerable with my loved ones and with myself. Mm-hmm. And then she went on to ask if, like she was curious to know if anyone else felt like that through their NICU journey or their medical journey, um, like you were putting on a mask and pretending you were more optimistic than you felt. Yep. Hallelujah. Yep. Amen. Yep. 100%. And it's not something we really delved into deeply on the last episode. So I thought because we received so much feedback then from a lot more of our listeners about this topic that we would touch on it here. Yep. Firstly, I just want to say I bloody loved seeing this post because this is the type of engagement we love and it's mm-hmm. exactly what we want in the Rora's group. Um, that's what we want it to be in there. We want you guys to sort of take these feelings and thoughts that pop up in your mind when you're listening to us and that sparks some conversation because clearly this was something so many of you have also yeah, felt. Yeah, you're, you're not the only yeah. one. Like you're bound to not yeah. be the only one to feel that way about something. Yeah, and how these think these ideas pop up in your brain. Put them down. Put them down in the Royals group and we can have a little chat about it and it gives yep. us <laughs> gives us 
topics for conversation on here mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so we're going to share a few of the responses. So you go, Gretchen. So from this lady, she said, my husband and I speak a lot about this. We bounce around between regretting hiding the truth of all of it with a mask of positivity but also realizing we couldn't say the truth unfiltered because we could barely breathe as it was. We still do it at times. For example, it was only a grade two brain bleed. I hate myself for doing it. The reality is that our baby had brain bleeds and that still scares us. Smashing goals Mm. is something we said way too often and still do. I think we do it to protect ourselves, but I feel incredibly guilty that I have underplayed to the world my son's mighty fight entering the world as a 26 weaker and his continued journey Mm. that part about um it was only only grade two brain bleeds so I remember doing that when James so James was I don't know we went to hospital because he was sick you know in his first year of life or whatever and as they do they asked if he had any medical background yep and I said yeah he was born prematurely and then the doctor asked oh how early and I said oh only 10 weeks only yep. 10 weeks and she just looked at me I'll never forget the expression on her face like she was shocked and she's just like only 10 weeks that's quite significant and I was like yeah. afterwards I remember thinking to myself why did I why did I why say, did you that? say it that what? way yeah 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 and it was because we compare to others and James had such a smooth NICU journey that I almost felt guilty that all these other people had had such awful yeah. experiences and ours wasn't as bad as others but yeah. essentially but it, it wasn't yeah. a fun time <laughs> like, no no oh what's my he God, doing the dog what's he doing that's right it's giving me a chance to like <laughs> stop oh my God. i've got the dog like <laughs> and then scott snoring stop, on the couch stop, like, eyes are getting itchy. if you could just see the picture on this this is why this is our weekly therapy yeah it ends up being like a two-hour thing, but we only put out an hour of it. <laughs> Did you have you had have you ever said or done something downplayed it with like an only? Oh, it was only. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is daily occurrence. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, but I, was, I mentioned it to Justin before. I like read the post to him um, about it, and I yeah. said, "Oh yeah, we we do that. We've done that before." He's saying sometimes though we actually do mean it in a positive way. Um, it's not always yeah. toxic positivity. Like you are actually trying to be positive because there's other people that have it worse out there, obviously, and you're trying to not. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's, hard. I don't know that you can call it toxic positivity if it's for yourself, can you really? Like I think we just no. call it downplaying our own feelings. Downplaying, yeah, that's what he was saying. He's saying it's yeah. you're down. we downplayed the bad bits. I want to say bad bits in like inverted commas, like the, mm. the hard times, we downplayed them. Um, but then we upplayed on those small milestones. So like when Hannah yeah. hit a kilo, you're like, it's this big celebration of like yeah. a kilo, which isn't significant to some people, but in this world it is. But then you go along in another another few little weeks of like downplaying all the bad bits and then there's another big milestone. Like mm-hmm. so it's, that's how he described yeah. that. And you're right, there can be times when it 100% is worse for someone else. There's no denying that. Like yeah. sometimes you're just comparing chalk and cheese. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I felt with James. Like I was like, I can't, compared to what everyone else has been through, I can't 
complain. But you, it doesn't mean that you can't complain because you can. No, exactly. You just went through yeah. something really shitty and something that was so unexpected. But what you were saying I think is a type of coping mechanism yeah, with you guys, definitely. how you'd celebrated, really mm-hmm. celebrated the highs because that's what would then get you through all the Through the next bit the of the yeah. – yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is what someone else um, suggested in the mm-hmm. post. She said, you just do the best thing you can do to get through the impossibly hard thing you're going through. How's that for a quote? Let's get her on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And in the moment, there's no time to process it all really because you're just in survival mode. It's looking back later or sitting with it that it really hits what a traumatic time it is, I Uh think. Uh-huh, 100%. She said that she coped by informing my parents via text even though they were living with me what was happening because I couldn't deal with consoling my mum when I needed others to console me. That one hit really hard too. And I've talked about this on a previous episode about shielding our story from people close to me because I end oh, yeah. up then feeling like I'm having to comfort them because it Yeah, you're dealing with other people's emotions. Yeah, and like it's like when you're grieving something pretty heavy and then you have to turn around and, you know, have someone cry on your shoulder, it's pretty it's pretty hard to take. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that worry about upsetting others came up a lot. Yeah. Yes. Someone else said, I think the reason we've tried to be positive is because people find the horrible stuff stifling and I've always been so worried they'd move away from it, but it's been at the detriment of my own sanity. Yes. Mm. Yes. Definitely. It's like you can't win either way. And I think that's Mm-mm. I think that's why we find it really hard because I think if we downplay it, we're literally bottling up our feelings essentially, isn't it? We're not letting it out, we're not being real, we're not and that's dealing not with it for your mental health. It's not healthy. But if we go the other side and we're really real and raw and open and vulnerable, I feel like sometimes people are they sidestep away from that like Yeah, and you can dodge that and they go, "Whoa, this is a lot." I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's like, "Well, yeah, shit, sure. it is a lot. Yeah. Sit in yeah, the exactly. shit with me." <laughs> Sit in the shit. Mm. Yeah, but even then you on the other side you start going, oh, are people going to – I do this a lot. Are people going to now think that I am ungrateful uh-huh. or that I don't yeah. really love my kids or enjoy my kids or that I change anything? Like, the, And then you start to really, again, start questioning yourself. So I think either way, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> no. Amy's just said was, what it is. <laughs> That, that that's that was what everyone said people were like we don't know why we did it that was the common theme everyone's like i, I do it just do. and i don't i can't really understand or break it down as to why it's and someone else said it perfectly i think like i feel like i'm doing it to protect myself but also to protect everyone around us but in doing yeah. that we're essentially sitting in our own shit and not sharing our shit <laughs> <laughs> have a plate of shit have a plate of doesn't, shit it just comes just back to sitting in the shit every time doesn't it everything we talk about yep. yep um one that I really liked was I always try and put a positive spin on everything that's going on um she handled this mission so well instead of saying she's going batshit crazy and I'm just touched out exhausted and completely done um or we're so used to appointments surgeries tests etc yes well that's that's it in a nutshell I think Listening to that, I was like, yeah, you're you're putting that positive spin on it because you don't want to burden other people. That's what that sounds mm-hmm. like. You don't want other people to know how tough it really is because 
no one wants to go through that stuff personally so they don't want to put have to put that like we struggle with these things so why do we need to burden other people around us with it and that's I think that's one of the biggest causes of why we do this is that we're protecting others around us but it does essentially mean it sits heavy on our own shoulders and we do end up constantly downplaying everything we're going through to the detriment of ourselves so I thought that was really important yeah um, good feedback from everyone on that yeah and I love how you all engaged and got chatting and yeah really cool I did want to also touch on I think there's this is something I've noticed in the NICU community so this post was sort of a little aimed in the NICU environment and I think sadly there's even comparisons within the NICU community and it bloody breaks my heart but I've seen it in other premier groups not mine. I've never. I would never allow this to go down in my support group. But mm. people downplaying someone's journey because their baby was born at 34, 34 weeks, for example, and didn't have any complications. I've seen mums literally, basically, saying, "Oh, you can't, you can't be involved in this conversation because your baby didn't. You know, your baby was born at thirty four weeks and is fine." Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I just they still went through it. They still went through oh. the whole journey, like. But it's like it's basically like saying that someone doesn't have the right to be upset that their baby was born unexpectedly and early and They're blowing it off. Yeah. They had all of the same experiences essentially of not taking their baby home, not being able to cuddle them when they want. Like I get that there's a different again, comparing chalk and cheese, they're different journeys, yeah. but that's exactly they're different journeys and we need to stop comparing and we're not to say how they feel. We're not we have no place to say that. And that comes back to me like with you know, saying, oh, it's only 10 weeks. I think it's because I there's a lot of that. I see what everyone else goes through and I know that our journey was so much easier than everyone else's, but it doesn't it doesn't remove the fact that we went through it or that it was no, hard. Not at all. Um, yeah. Who are we to say what, yeah, we're not, what no. constitutes hard? But exactly. I think we essentially need to just stop comparing. No, everyone's journey is hard no matter if it was one day, one week like yeah and just allowing people to feel like yeah be nice guys yeah be kind be, nice. be kind else we'll come and slap you <laughs> all right so we get into medical anxiety then all right yeah so let's get into medical anxiety this was actually another topic that was suggested by our listeners like we all do it it's this run-of-the-mill stuff that comes with being a parent of a child with medical or special needs I wanted to mention quickly that obviously there's severe cases of this and there's a big difference between believing excessively that your child may become seriously ill and what I was just talking about, just having the run of the mill, you know, anxiety about your child's health due to their Mm -hmm. history. There's also a condition called Munchausen by proxy where the caretaker of a child makes up fake symptoms or even causes real symptoms to make the child Mm -hmm. look unwell and that is actually a serious mental health condition and is a form of child abuse. So, you know, I wanted to put in that that there's a big, there's a line. Um, yes. But yes. Yeah, we, we, all, we all know, we all know, we've all done it. Like the second, we talked about it in previous episodes, but the second guessing. Um, reading, reading into everything. Yeah, reading into everything. Literally every little thing. When they get a chesty cough and you can't help but worry about right, pneumonia yeah. because you've been there before. <laughs> And you, and you know how sick they get. Or when they get a temperature and you set 10 alarms overnight to check on them. To check. Um, or, or you hear like me and send Amy a picture of Macy's poo because I'm oh my God, worried. 
<laughs> I got home from Netflix tonight and I was eating my dinner at the dinner table. I did warn you though. Like, when, you did. You said when you've got a minute, can you send me it? Can I send you a picture of Macy's poo? And I was like, yeah, sure, shoot. <laughs> and, then was, and then I got it. I was you like, should. oh. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's what <laughs> I mean, like, like that oh, stress, dinner. that medical anxiety though of like even yeah, my like, non-medical child, I'm like, is she okay? Is she fine? Like she's got a temperature. Like, it's, it's so normal. Yeah. It is like if you if you if you're a medical or special needs parent and you don't have these concerns, then I'm like you're amazing. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> How do you do it? Give us the magic drug. Yeah, yeah. Please. Uh, I think it's more normal to like experience this than not. Things like when they display a new trait, such as, for example, flapping their hands, and you start researching all the things mm-hmm. it could be, and reading articles and studies, yep. and trying like to tie it all together with other things they do and you start forming a diagnosis in your mind like this is all stuff we do we all do it comes with the territory it comes with having to advocate and having to be a child's voice and not wanting to miss anything or cause them further harm like you are yeah you are at the end of the day you're the one that speaks for them and you don't want to miss anything I don't think it's just medical parents either like all parents do it we all worry about our kids' health. We worry about them socially, about their meeting milestones, if they're going to do well at school. It's just, again, we talk about it every single week. I think it's just heightened in our community. Yeah. Yeah. But I think some if you don't overreact, then you're worried that something bad's going to happen. Yeah. And because so you've you seen them. more. You've seen them. <laughs> you've seen worst. them in their worst yeah. case. You've seen them fight for life. Like you don't want to go through that again. Well, that's what you said today, Grace, and you're like, that's where your head goes immediately. It goes straight to the worst case scenario. Straight away. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. like with with Macy's poo. I'm like, I really hope it's not like bowel cancer or something like that. Oh, Grace. Like, it just goes straight to the worst yeah. case scenario. It's not, obviously. But do you know what I mean? My head just goes straight there. Like, yeah. is it something serious? Is there something worse? Like, Justin said she had a blood nose as well. And I'm like, fuck, is that another symptom? Mm. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, she just picked a booger. Yeah. <laughs> like, calm down. <laughs> She's just a curious child with her finger. Upper nose, yeah. I just, I, I guess the listener said, you know, they often question, is there something more sinister going on? Which is what we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. there's there's this. What if, what if it's this? What if, if it's that? Is it going to be something yeah. else? And I just wanted to make sure you all knew that that's completely normal. Normal. The reading into everything and almost like you're looking for something that isn't there sometimes. Is it there? Is it not there? Like, is that okay? Are those numbers yeah. okay? Are they not okay? Like what's what's the threshold? Is yeah. she over the threshold? Is she not? Like the bouncing yeah. backwards and forwards. It doesn't help that you never get a freaking straight answer as to when you should no, worry either. That's a whole nother yeah. topic. And like when they say, oh, mum knows best. And it's like, does she? Does she really? <laughs> I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, And then you wanted to bring up about struggling with medical anxiety when your child improves medically. So obviously we all know yes. when they go downhill, but when when they meet a milestone and they improve yeah. and something changes yeah. or they come off a monitor or they, like when Riley mm-hmm. came off home oxygen, it's like a whole different mm. medical anxiety. Yeah. This is the this is the part that I really wanted to touch on because it's I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think it's ta- I don't even know if it's I mean I've found one podcast who has discussed this and I'm going to bring them up shortly. But it's something that I think we all do, but no one has been brave enough to really throw it out there mm-hmm. and talk about it. So here we are. We're going to be the 
guinea pigs and take one for the team and please don't shoot us for it. No, but in all seriousness, it's like you said, things like having oxygen taken away when you've relied on it for so long. For so long. And you've just instantly got to believe that they don't need it and that's really hard. Even though you've seen the numbers though. Even though you've seen them, seen yeah. that they consider that and it's fine and their sets are okay, it's like, are you sure? You second guess it. But then all these thoughts crawl in. The what ifs. Yeah. What if they drop and I don't know or, yeah. 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 And it's the same with, I mean, it's the same in NICU when they got taken, get taken off of the monitors, which you've literally relied on. It's like the on. worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Give me back my numbers. <laughs> yeah. You, you're still in a controlled environment. You're still in the hospital, for example, and you're still panicking, even though you're surrounded by all these medical people who know what they're doing. Like you trust them. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not that you don't believe them. It's just we don't deal very well with change. In my situation, I wanted to talk about how Jack recently, as you all know, if you've been here for a while, we got okayed. I mean, it was a while ago now, but we got okayed to do his, to start a tube wean. Mm. And we had a swallow study that now I know wasn't accurate, but at the time we thought was accurate. And, um, you know, we got the all clear. He's not aspirating anymore. Mm -hmm. It really, it was a huge, I was so excited. I just remember the the smile on my face you mm-hmm. couldn't wipe it off my face I was like this is what we've been working towards this is huge for hu- Jack yeah I can, huge deal I, oh I just my heart felt like I just breathed a big you sigh could of breathe. relief and I was yeah. like yeah. yeah like I was just like the day has come that we he's improving his swallow's improving and we can start to move away from all of this tubey life that was my first reaction and then you know slowly started. Mm-hmm coming in the thoughts of the medical anxiety thoughts yeah that anxiety of oh but what if you know the swallow study wasn't correct what if we're jumping the gun too fast um I don't I didn't believe all of that like I trust his experts and specialists and I trust that we needed to give it a go it's not that the trust isn't there or that it's not amazing news or that it's not going to work it's just we literally struggle when we've relied on something for so yeah, it's a comfort yeah, for so long yeah it's, it's just it's like a safety blanket yeah absolutely and I think it goes a lot deeper than yay positive news with things like this mm-hmm. and like for me it went against everything that I knew to be true for Jack so for literally from the moment he was born this is what he needed this is what kept him safe and helped him to thrive yeah. and to take that away it was almost like taking away that safe like you said that safety and that security and yeah yeah it was putting fear it was instilling a bit of fear in me like I was fearful of mm-hmm. of not having that and of, of him going downhill and that's really scary yeah so I did want to talk about the podcast that has talked about this in the past so it's called the rare life and the episode where she talks about it is called improvement triggered grief So she shines a light on some of what she calls the dark and shameful realities. So she talks about how she struggled so much with the unbelievably good news about her son's condition and how improvement in her son's health actually triggered grief, Mm. how she felt insecure in a new normal that was actually pretty, well, normal. She explains how her sense of identity was shifting. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was saying about how that's all you've known, like that's all we knew Jack to be. And suddenly it's gone. that's, That's shifted and... Because for me, that's all I've been as Jack's mum is yeah. a chubby mum. Like that's part of my identity mm-hmm. now. And for that to 
to remove that, it feels like you're removing part of yourself. And it's a good thing. It's an amazing thing. But I think the anxiety that we feel isn't isn't talked about. And I think we can start, again, if we don't talk about this stuff, we start to question what's wrong with us. And I don't think that there is anything wrong with us. I think that, again, this is only natural. The brains don't do well with change. No. Even if no. it's good, even if it's good change. Yeah. And it just takes a bit of adjusting. And it's the same with any big change in your life. Like if you get a new job, it's scary and you're you're anxious and you're worried and you're so excited because this is probably your dream job, for example, and you've applied for this and you've waited so long for this, but it's still fucking scary because it's new and it's different and it's not what you're used to. It's stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, Yep. So, yeah, she talks about grieving that she ever had the fear in the first place. So she says how you picture a version of yourself. So when, for example, you get a diagnosis or you're warned about something happening and that weight is placed on your shoulders and you live with it for so long and then it feels strange in a way to be free of it and then you sort of grieve that it was ever that heavy in the first place. Like why did we have to have that experience, especially as you move towards a new kind of normal in inverted commas? you start to have another sense of grieving that, wow, we fucking lived through that. And there's so many emotions attached with this. Yeah. Now that I'm seeing a new sense of normal, I can, I can really appreciate how shit it was and how hard it was. And then you grieve everything you've been through as you start to come out the other side of it. And yeah, she talks about how our brains don't do very well with big changes and they crave certainty. Yeah. Like I said, it's that, it's that comfort blanket. Like just before, when you were reading what she said, having the weight on your shoulders, I could literally picture like, or something on your shoulders and it's like lifting. So that weight's Mm. going, but you're like reaching out for it, like come back. Like that's the only way that I've known everything, like literally reaching out trying to grab it put it back on my shoulders like because that's that's my safety that's that's all I've known Mm. no I don't that's part of me now it's like it's attached to me um and that's how we felt with Riley's oxygen when she came off after just under a year of it at home like Mm. it was super exciting but like fuck like that's that's all I've known from day one yeah like and that sense of it keeping them safe and knowing, like you, you just go right. I know that they've got that, and I know they're going. That's yep. fixing the problem. I know they're safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. And that certainty, and when that certainty is ripped away, everything is so oh. freaking scary. And yeah, I'll feel the same about the tube though as well. Like once that's gone, like what if, if she goes backwards? What if she gets sick again? Like mm. all those what ifs, yeah. because it's going to be. I don't know how long our tubey journey is going to be, but like same thing. That sense of like relying on, and now you're like, and in, especially in your case, you're not having to fight her for every meal. And yeah. thinking about going back to that, that's enough weight. Oh yeah, like as it is, like that's that's something that you never want to have to go Mm-mm. through again. So it's all only natural. And I did want to really touch on what I briefly mentioned before about feeling like your own identity is shifting. Mm-hmm. So, for example, best thing ever for us will be when Jack. Mm-hmm. weans off the tube it'll be such a big milestone huge huge moment for us but then I'm going to start to feel like do I belong do I belong in this medical yes, community in that community. which I've owned which I've known for so long like this has been my yeah. world like I'm I'm here your, doing a podcast whole, on it you know kids. like this yeah. is yeah 
Yeah, this You're is... going to second guess whether or not you belong. Same with Miracle Mama. I've questioned myself coming out of NICU and now that I'm so far, you know, I'm three years down the track even with our last premier experience, I question myself, still, am yeah, I the right are you person still a part to of Miracle it? Mama and support these families through NICU because I'm, yeah, I'm moving away from it being such a real reality of my now. But, yeah, I think as Jack gets older and improves and things get hopefully a little less tricky and heavy I'm so excited for that but I do think that I'm gonna almost feel a bit of an imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. where maybe I don't fit in to this community anymore Um, and it's not a community that anyone wants to be a part of essentially like no one wants to fit in to this community and be in here but it's been my life for years and you guys are my family and it's almost like I'd hate to give any of that that up. up Yeah, does that make sense? Yep, 100%. Okay, let's lighten it up a little bit and do some medical mama fails. So we want to share some funny stories now. Yeah, so we reached out to you guys to see if you guys had any mum fails, basically, medical mum fails. So we want to share our own first. Yeah, we'll start with our own that we've done. So you go, Gretchen. Well, lately, I couldn't remember any from... Riley's oxygen time like I'm pretty sure we were onto that perfectly which because we were so nervous like I'm pretty sure I even checked with Justin about that so high five but you Um, couldn't you couldn't really remember many tube fails until since we started talking about it you've had like six in the last week oh yeah 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 so the the last tubey few fails we've (laughs) when we've got out packing our bag we forgot the pump we had everything else, but we forgot the pump. It's kind of essential. Then we've forgotten the feed, so the pediasure. We did the opposite. Oh, we that's had even everything more essential. But the pediasure. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay, we can't do anything. Then, was it last week, I think? Uh, I fed the couch, the floor, Riley's bag. We've all fed um, everything. We've all fed something other <laughs> than I forgot child. to. <laughs> <laughs> Because I forgot to uh, zip it up, like lock it properly, and I actually forgot to like connect the tube to the bag properly. I was going to say it was in the backpack too. It's not like she was just sitting there. She moved it was in around the with it. No, she it wasn't everywhere. sitting there. She moved around <laughs> and Hannah and Riley came up to me and Hannah was like, Mum, Riley's milkshake's everywhere. There's something wrong with her. And I was like, what do you mean? And I check her bag. It's just soaked uh, through the house and literally there was nothing left in the bag. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, Justin and I have both both given doses of Kepra before mm, yeah. um, without checking with each other. So her yeah. seizure medication and we've actually rung the poisons, poisons yeah. line because we're like, shit, <laughs> like, is she going to be okay? Well, because we're like, No, you're not hell? alone. Someone, um, one of our listeners did that as well. They said that they um, they gave the wrong twin meds for a condition oh they don't have. <laughs> And she said, she even said at the edge, she's like, I'm thankful for the poisons hotline. The poison hotline. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's who we, right? See, you're not alone. Um, No, definitely not. And I suppose the other pump one is that we've actually forgot to turn it on. So we put it in the backpack, done it ready to go. And she's been off doing it. And you're like, I'm pretty sure it's been half an hour by now. Like, why hasn't it gone? And we're like, we'll just give it a few more minutes. Um, And then, yeah. yeah. So we told her EA at school, we're like, 
double check that it's if running. it feels like it's been longer than half an hour yeah. go check that you actually turned it on so yeah there are a few lately yeah I'll never forget when I did that and Scott's like why the hell is this feed taking so long and we both looked over at the bottle and it's still full <laughs> he's just yeah. like did you turn Whoops. that on like, no so... that, the best part about these is that we're all going to be nodding along. I think we've all yeah, done it. Yeah, we're like, definitely I've not the only ones. I've literally fed the, like, Jack's bed. There was a few mums that said that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, what else have I done? So I don't know. Have I told the story of when I ripped his peg out here? No. I don't know if I've actually told it here. I don't think so. Haven't I? Okay. I have a story. My face is like, what the f- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's that this bad. Is, oh, God. I'm scared. I don't want to know. I, know. I didn't tell anyone for a long t- time There's because I was the- obviously very uh, mortified by it. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It ends fine. All was well. But Jack was having um, a, a peg feed in the car. So his backpack was sitting in the middle of the car seats. Um, yep. And we stopped, went to get him out of the car seat forgetting that he was still was connected attached. to his oh feed and it wasn't and there was no there was no like tension like I think it must have just got caught on something because normally you've got a bit of you know you've Ooh, got a bit of leeway yeah. you've got your yeah. your line um but it literally I picked him up and it just it made a pop oh, it literally made a pop <laughs> which is the balloon inside bursting and it flung out of his stomach and there was literally stomach juice content flying oh. everywhere. Oh. <laughs> it's just, I love that for me. Yeah. And he just started screaming and I have just the panic. Because that like, would I was, hurt, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. So I should like, I can laugh about it now. It was not, not fun yeah, at yeah, the time. Yeah, in the time. And no, it doesn't, it didn't no. do any damage. And he like, so I ran inside and thankfully we had a spare one and I'd been shown, like I hadn't done one myself, but they showed me how to put it in in case of emergencies because this does happen. <laughs> it's not just me. I clarified that before. What, what about the balloon? Yeah, so you, you deflate like, the balloon. It's deflated okay. when you put it in. Okay. You lube it up, make sure the balloon's deflated and then pop it in and then inflate yes. the balloon. Ugh. But the, thank goodness I got that back in because not once since then have I been able to do it because Jack's got so much scar tissue around there from all of his uh, infections. Like it's so yeah. they won't let me do it at home anymore because it's so tight and hard. Even yeah. the the nurses at the hospital have have trouble with his peg. So anyway, the scar tissue that probably formed from me ripping it out of his tummy. <laughs> the poor, oh, God. The poor oh. darling. But he was so good. He literally just laid down while I did it and, like, he stopped crying instantly and I oh. I rang I rang the hen's nurses in tears as it was happening, like, telling them, oh. like, asking them what the hell do I do. And she's like, Amy, first breathe. This happens all the time. And I was like, thank fuck, because I feel like the worst parent in the yeah, world Yeah, I was going right to say, you feel, you'd feel like... Oh, so alone. It was awful. It was so bad. And do you know what? Mum reminded me. I was talking talking about this with her, and she's like, "And it was on his birthday, Amy. It was on his." Oh birthday. my god! Of course it was. Of course. I was like, of course, she remembers that detail. I had forgotten that detail. Yeah, you blocked that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Anyway, speaking of stomach juices, um, I think again we've all done it with a peg. You leave the extension attached, and unfortunately forget to plug the the um connector and Ugh. it literally leaks out like it's an open port <laughs> yep, done that I've squirted his thickened water all over the roof you know when you have like syringes and sometimes yeah, yeah. they get really sticky and so I was yep. like trying to, this one was really 
tight and because it's thickened it's like always got a bit of resistance Even so more. I'm pushing and pushing yeah. the syringe and then suddenly it just gives and it's all just like psh, shoots up to awesome. the room <sighs> and thickened water is so hard and it's, yeah, to clean so up. It's it is sticky so gross and it's like not just blue. like normal water no and you like push it around and it just like keeps oh it's mm. just the worst <sighs> I think that's it for me I've got a lot I've been doing this a while I've done it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get into your um, stories. There's some really funny ones. There's heaps of oxygen ones, actually. Yeah, see, I'm surprised I didn't do any of these with the oxygen. So yeah. my mum said, oh, my God, didn't attach the oxygen regulator properly and nearly blew my head off when I turned it on. <laughs> do you like, know what's the best about these is you could picture them? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's I picture literally <laughs> picture it. Like, yeah. that's mean I do not – if I did any of that, like, I've blocked it out, obviously. Yeah. Oh, you probably did. I blocked it out. I'm pretty impressed that you did. I know. That's what I mean. There was probably something, but I already blocked it out. Yeah. Well, like this, you probably did this. So, so many of you have forgotten to attach your baby to their oxygen cylinder. And oh, yeah, just yeah. Been ox- oxygenating the room instead. Yeah, like probably did. Probably done that. <laughs> yeah. Or attached them, but then forgot to actually turn it on. Uh, I had a I had a chuckle with this one listener about how her husband put their daughter on three liters of oxygen instead of point one two liters. What? That's a big difference. That's a big difference. I know, and you can literally hear three liters of oxygen. Yeah, that's loud. Coming out. Like you can hear it. And she joked. She said it would have almost been blowing her away. <laughs> I can just imagine yeah, this little baby that's just like no. <laughs> <laughs> flying in the air like oh god yes. like those 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 um, air pressurized things where people are yeah, like yeah yeah <laughs> 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 do you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit um another funny oxygen one this made me laugh sometimes i'd forget i was on the short oxygen oh. cord and would pick my child up and start walking and yanked their poor head backwards <sighs> oh. Oh. A couple of you actually did this one. I can actually picture that one too. We always used to have the short one next to the bed and the long one out in the other bit. So, yeah, yeah, disconnecting and then going. Yeah. I can picture that. I like this one. I thought my son had black poo, freaked out and went to the doctor's. It was Oreos. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh so much. Especially after your your poo incident. Oh, yeah. After my incident today, yeah, uh, accidentally pulling out our NGT on our four-month-old saw a nasogastric feeding tube. Um, didn't realize he was still on the pump and moved him again. That was very similar to my oh. peg story. Another story. This is not a medical fail, but I just thought of it now and I had to have to say it because it's so cute. When Jack was, I reckon he would have been about eight months. He just was just sitting. Recently learned to sit. And at that stage, he would pull out his nasogastric tube. I'm not even kidding. Once every two days. Like it was frequent. He would just, he was on the move and he would wipe his face. And it was all an accident. He he was pretty good with protecting it. Like he would, if he got caught, he would literally, I'd find him (laughs) unhooking his nasogastric (laughs) tube from whatever it was caught on. Like he was so cute. But anyway, this one time I walked out into the kitchen and sure enough, he'd pulled out his tube and he was sitting there in the kitchen floor holding his tube the right way and going trying to put it back in. trying to ins- trying oh, to put it back in himself bless. like oh. he was doing the action of putting it into his nose and he was making a noise he was, oh. he was making a noise like oh a my gosh. 
<laughs> it was the cute. I've got a video. I'm gonna have to try and find it because oh, I, I went so up to cute. Like, got my camera out immediately, and I was like, "Can you do that again?" You know, for the video. Everyone yeah, yeah, of course. Video. So I tried to find it. God, it was cute. Because he, oh, it was almost, so and he looked at me almost like, "Oh my god, she's caught me," and I haven't had it. Yeah, yeah, I got this time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh, shit. No, yeah. Riley got her tube cord today. Um, I don't remember what on. But he got caught on something and ripped her face back because we tape it Aww. quite well. Like she's yeah. so paranoid about it. Like it's yeah. taped super well, but it well, ripped her cheek taping. back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It ripped her cheek cheek back, and she was in so much pain. Like she had an ouchy pouchy on it, um, and she was just crying oh, her darling. eyes out. But like, I am also glad it didn't come out because then that would have been more traumatic. Yeah. For yeah. her, and that's, so, I mean, like I felt bad. I feel bad oh. that we're laughing about this sort of stuff. But you have to. But I mean, looking looking back, you kind of yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, another one I liked, um, which I want to say that I've done, but I don't, don't really want to admit it. Um, showed up to an appointment a day early and was adamant and arguing that they all had it wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> I've done this, but like not in person, shown up, but like telephone calls or maybe not. Uh. Maybe I have done it in person. But, like, been like, no, that's when I booked it. Like, it was definitely in my diary. Yeah. Why has she not called or whatever? I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not going to admit that I had it wrong. Like, no, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, it's always everyone else's fault. Yeah, And then yeah. you, like, you, you go back in your text messages or you find the letter yeah, and, and it's, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, me. <laughs> but I never told them that it was me. No, you don't, you don't, get, you so don't I like, admit it. I liked that one. Although when, when you're literally there in person and they've got their, all their appointment sheets and they show you that your child's on the yeah, next yeah, day, you kind of have to give in then, Yeah, then you? you have to. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else is there? Oh, this was similar to yours. Hubby and I have both drawn up and given night meds in the same night. Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, this one's funny. Have accidentally set up a feed in my car back when Chase was on a ketogenic diet. For those who have never heard of this, thank your lucky stars as it smells like off fish. And as I went to pour it into the feed bag, the feed bag fell out of my hands and went all over (laughs) my car and my in-laws who were sitting in the back. Let's just say I laughed so hard that I cried. Yeah, what else are you meant to do in that case? Oh, you just laugh. You have to. (laughs) The car probably smelled like off fish for God knows how long. Um. Entered the ED with my 11-year-old epileptic son and gave them the name of one of my other children. <laughs> Whoops. Yep, I think we've all done that. It's like date of birth when you're sitting there and they're asking for their date of birth and you're like, I don't, oh, yeah. uh, I which don't... one is it? Is yeah. it? <laughs> what year was it? Well. And you give them, I, guess, I reckon I've given like 2016 and they've looked at Jack and they're like, mm, he's not six. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, the other one. Oh, yeah, that's the other child. Yeah. Um, To finish it off, a <laughs> mum said, well, my daughter had just gone to special care from being in the NICU. Amy's already laughing. In my defense, I I was so sleep deprived. I looked at her and then called a nurse because I thought they forgot to tell me she didn't have an ear canal. She does. And I felt so stupid. I love love how at the end she goes, she does. (laughs) It's so funny. I'm sorry. I'm laughing with you, not at you. But... (laughs) I like. I could just imagine her slinking back into her chair next yeah. to the crib and being like, "Yeah, yeah, my life." Sorry, <laughs> they're all gonna think they're all gonna be cracking <laughs> jokes at me. Like, <laughs> yep. Oh shit. Yep. Thank you. They were really funny. They. Uh, we need to nice do this way again to, end the the to get some new ones. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Nice way to end. And 
keep them coming if you've done something just throw them our way we can if 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 we get somewhere we can do some maybe every few episodes we can read a few out yeah that'll be funny they're hilarious because there's more things that happen every week (laughs) absolutely and we will obviously always keep you anonymous we will never we will never out you on this podcast although we may want to yeah (laughs) all right let's do the something you want to forget something you want to do again you can go first yeah let's Let's do it. All right. So something I want to forget. Can I just say the whole week? <laughs> Can I do yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I don't know. Like I said earlier, kids being sick, the weather, feeling touched mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I just want to erase it from my memory. and From the memory bank. Yep. And just start again. I'm going to refresh and start again. And yep. thankfully, I don't know if it's the same with you, your weather, our weather in Adelaide is improving. We've got some sunny yeah, days coming is. up. The weather, the weekend looks like it's going to be beautiful sunny days, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Yay. So I basically just wanted to scrub out the week. Yep. Um, but something I want to do again, there wasn't much that we did this week that was fun. <laughs> um, I struggled as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We I was like, Justin, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> what do I want to do again oh, this week? <laughs> uh, it's like it was this is how this is how uneventful my week was. My something I want to do again is I had a beautiful nap with both of the boys. Oh so that's we, very special. When they were both quite sick, we all snuggled into that's our nice. bed um together and I was like this is not going to happen they're both going to mm. razz each other up yeah, um, yeah. I, I laid in the middle of them as a barrier and then of course Jack goes no I want to lay next to James Aww. so over he rolled and they actually yeah him. Jack Jack well yeah they did Jack did a little Jack was a bit annoying for a while and fluffed about and finally and they settled had and yeah a beautiful we, we all had a little nappy nap in our bed that's nice um, that's really special yeah yeah, that was fun. That was about all that was fun. <laughs> what about you? Um, like you, I guess, the whole week, but I want to forget reading the reports from the NDIS and hearing those, like, regressions and mm-hmm. how yeah. not far rallies come <laughs> um, yeah. and try and focus on the good things, though. Um, and then what I want to do again, I went to Kmart alone today. So yes. I'm going to say that's probably like the highlight. I want to go to Kmart alone that's again. Fun time out. Because <laughs> otherwise I feel like there wasn't really much, there wasn't really much else. Everything else has been really stressful. Yeah, well, we've got to hold on to the little things, don't we? Exactly. I picked up some fake nails and mis- fake nails and fake lashes yes, for Saturday. So. It's good. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could have said today I went out for lunch on my own. That was pretty, that was better than the nap. <laughs> but the nap was hmm. cute. Yeah. And it's the little but things, isn't it? Those, the nap was yeah. really cute. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, we can't bring you better content for that part next week. Hopefully, we have some more exciting things to talk about. Uh, but that's just the way life goes. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you for coming back and listening to part two of this episode, which was essentially just an episode in itself. Um, but yeah, I guess the most important thing we'd like you to do this week is to vote for us as we said earlier vote for us in the australian podcast awards yes the listeners choice voting is now open so go to the link in our bio or go to www.australianpodcastawards.com forward slash vote um you just have to find raw the podcast submit and then confirm your vote via email that would be amazing i even sang for you (laughs) can you tell we're delirious no you need to go do it (laughs) 
Now you need to go do it. So Amy doesn't sing again. I sang for you. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> so don't sing again. It was beautiful. It was. Maybe beautiful. I'll make it a weekly, a weekly feature of the podcast. <laughs> it's like the Hey Grecian. <laughs> <laughs> so now we are delirious all right all right guys, guys. thank you <laughs> we haven't had many reviews or love lately we need a bit of a ego boost so please go to your podcast platforms take two seconds now to go and do that for us hit subscribe which is apparently the most important part is subscribe press the little bell so that you get notified when an episode drops and then we might actually get in more people's ears. So thank you guys for doing that to those of you who have. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Go and do it now. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely (laughs) week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.